Broadcasting worldwide. Refreshing takes on legal strategies. Straightforward answers to difficult tax questions. Independent ideas on building wealth. It's the Refresher Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. Get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Now, here's Mark and Matt. Welcome, everyone, to the Refresh Your Wealth Show. Excited to be with you today. We are going to have an amazing, refreshing show talking about building wealth. That's what this show is about, how to build wealth. We're going to understand, help you understand taxes, the legal strategies out there, and we're going to talk about retirement today. Uh, there's a lot of things, ways you can listen to our show. You can find us on biztalkradio.com. You can listen via the BizTalk Radio app. We're also on 14 different markets on AM Radio Nationwide, and you can also find us under the Refresh Your Wealth podcast on iTunes. Thank you for all of our iTunes listeners, and you can find prior shows on iTunes or at refreshyourwealth.com. I know that's a mouthful, but you know we want this refreshment to be readily available to you. Whenever you need some refreshment, <laughs> we want it to be in whatever whatever medium you can consume it in. <laughs> that, that's a great analogy, Matt. I'm, I'm glad to be here with you, too. I thank you for that awesome uh, introduction of the show and that refresh uh, refresh uh, little terminology we love to throw around. But this is a great show, folks. We're really excited about today's show. For those that are uh, uh, have not seen the title, it is uh, all of the creative strategies that you might be able to employ with Roth IRAs. What uh, the unique strategies you maybe have never heard, even heard of? Uh, Matt and I were making a list of everything we wanted to cover today, and Matt, I got to tell you, I was actually pretty surprised. I filled up a whole yellow pad of just Roth strategies. I was like, "Wow, not, not too shabby." Yeah, and by, and folks, that's not eight and a half by eleven. This is legal pad yellow pad. That's <laughs> extra credit right there. That's extra info. That's what we yeah. deliver on Refresh Your Wealth. You know, that little yeah. extra piece of information. That's what you yeah. get here. Well, I was riding with a crayon too, so I don't know if that <laughs> takes up extra space. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we got some good stuff. So, folks, here's the bottom line. If you have ever wanted to invest in a Roth or don't even know what a Roth is or what the Roth could do for you, we seriously have some strategies that uh, are really going to blow you away. In fact, uh, uh, Matt was coming up on his list here, and I was like, oh, dude, that's a good one. I totally forgot about that. And I shared one, Matt. Did you not say? I, I haven't heard of that. Right. Yeah, dude. I mean, we're going to learn something together today and maybe remind you of some of the things you've thought about. I'm like, man, I want to do that with my retirement account. And I know a lot of we have a lot of clients that are huge fans of Roth accounts. We are as well. We want to teach you why they're cool and some interesting ways to use them. You may not have thought about. Yeah, and keep in mind, uh, this is uh, non-denominational. I don't care if you're in the internet marketing business, in real estate, uh, a salesman, a W-2 wage earner, a corporate employee. Guys, we've got a strategy for you here. We want to be your source for tax and legal strategies to help you better live your American dream. Now, if you now, let me just say, here's our disclaimer. If you just want to uh, retire on Social Security, do not listen. Seriously, turn off your show. Turn off the show now. If Social Security is your plan of attack, you do not want to hear this. So it's a little disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, we just lost all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're smarter than that. Come on. Our, yeah. Our um, <laughs> they yeah, would they, never hang up. 
Yeah, they, they all know better. Those those checks are going to be no good, and they're going to be small. So that's the key with the uh, Roth accounts, and um, we're, I'm excited to talk about them. As many of you guys know, I live in, in the retirement plan world, and it's a, a little special love of mine. So um, so we'll be excited to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into the topic, you know, we love to give some quick legal tips to you to help you, you know, better run your life from a tax and legal standpoint. And I'm going to give today's legal tip. A legal tip that you can actually use. A legal tip where you don't feel like you have to take a shower after. All right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about estate planning. Uh, this is some everyone needs to deal with, and it is related to retirement accounts, actually. So uh, I just want to keep have you keep in mind the importance of properly completing beneficiary designations and understanding how someone can inherit a retirement account. Now, as we've talked about beneficiary designations before on the show, just keep in mind whenever you set up a retirement account, you're going to have to complete a beneficiary designation form. And generally, you're going to list your spouse first, and then if you have a trust, you list your, you can list your trust or your kids second. But I want to talk about what happens after that, because I think there's a lot of confusion. What happens when I pass away? And I want to give a couple quick tips about that. Now, Matt, before you give your – can I just throw this out? Because yeah. I love this topic, because if some of you may remember, if you've been to a workshop of mine, once in a while I'll share the little story of the guy that died on the 18th hole playing golf, million-dollar life insurance policy. His wife of 20-something years goes in to claim the insurance after the funeral and all the dust is settled and come to find out he didn't change the beneficiary from his first wife 25 years ago. This was a seminal case in California in the last five years. And now, of course, it all worked out because she went to the old wife, you know, the first wife, and said, hey, help me out here. You'll give me the million dollars, right? It's not a big deal. He obviously forgot to change the beneficiary designation. Wrong. So... Supreme yeah. Court says first wife gets the money. So this beneficiary designation stuff, big deal. So Matt, I'm I'm anxious to hear your tips here. A lot of people don't take this seriously. Yeah. Now I now my tip, because I'm assuming you got this right, okay? So <laughs> Mark Kohler's giving you the first tip here, which is make sure you update your darn beneficiary designation forms. That was my you know, that was my PG little commentary there. But I wanted to okay. I wanted to emphasize that harder, but I put a darn in there. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Update those forms, okay? Um, because you don't want it going to the wrong person. But let's assume you got it right, okay? okay and we're talking about okay. a retirement account. You got the beneficiary designation form right. Let's say you, you passed away, your spouse survives you, and they're on the beneficiary designation form. Let's say you had a traditional IRA or even a Roth IRA. What happens? Well, there's special spouse rollover rules and inheritance rules that allows them a spouse can inherit a retirement account and roll it directly over to their own retirement account. Now, this is a very unique rule for spouses. So if you list a spouse, what they can do is rather than your IRA having to be distributed or, or distributing the IRA based on your life, they can simply roll that account over into their own IRA, traditional or Roth, and and keep that account going effectively. It's a special rule only for spouses. There's different rules if you have, if you know, it goes to your kids or other heirs on how an inherited IRA works, which I'm going to share a tip about perhaps next week. But keep in mind, spouses have the ability, which is a great benefit, to simply roll over their deceased spouse's account into their own account. Well, that's an okay tip, but I think my tip was better <laughs> than 
you better have the right spouse on there. <laughs> yeah, that's a little I more important. I, but we've given that one before, so you know I gotta. <laughs> you're, you're digging I was, deep. I was getting, I was getting to the next level stuff. You know, I had a couple yeah. consults about it this week. I just thought, you know, people need to know this. This is a cool little yeah. tip. Yeah, that's, that's why, good. and that's why we always say list spouse first, because don't list your trust. There's some issues with listing your trust first. If you are married, always list spouse first. Yes. Now we'd love to trust second, and we have see-through provisions on our trust because we don't want your kids screwing mm-hmm. you over with your IRA. Even though you're dead and in the ground, we still want to control the kids from the grave. That's a nice benefit you have as a parent. You not only can wreak havoc on your kids while you're alive. Why not keep doing it while you're dead? Why give up? Just why not? I mean, you still leave, love them the same, right? I yeah, mean, <laughs> leave, leave a legacy. If they're going to swear at you while you're alive, let them do it while you're dead too. You know, <laughs> just, just they're going, going to anyways. <laughs> they're going to they're going to do going it anyway. Anyways. <laughs> okay, but no, Matt, great tips. And so I, you know, all kidding aside, folks, it is really important on a regular basis to be checking your beneficiary designations. Okay, now before we get to break, let's at least open the door to our tax tip. A tax tip you can actually understand and won't put you to sleep. A tax tip that could save you thousands. All right. Well, I uh, get the honor of sharing our tax tip. And uh, this week, this is an important year-end tax tip. In fact, I'm going to commit to you, my wonderful listeners, that I will give you a (laughs) year-end tax tip for the next six weeks before the end of the year. So all through Thanksgiving and the holidays, you can expect a year-end tax tip. I just got chills saying that, Matt. Because this means so much to me. I'm serious. Mark Kohler, fully committed. Fully committed. (laughs) (laughs) Fully loaded. Ready to go. Okay, now here's the deal. Okay, here's my tax tip today, which relates to our question of the week. And we have a winner this week for our question of the week. So here it is, folks. Some of you may be using the excuse, and I know you guys out there are doing this. You're thinking, how can I talk my wife into going out and buying a big truck before year end? How can I get that? How can I get that truck or that SUV and get a big write-off for that? this year and somehow talk my spouse into letting me do it. Well, that, my friends, is called the 179 deduction. Can I go out and buy a larger vehicle and get a write-off all in one fail swoop? So uh, be uh, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about here. Uh, after the break is the 179 deduction. Now, Congress has not acted yet on extending a lot of the provisions from last year. But when we come back from the break, I will break it down for you briefly here so that you can have the best argument possible to go out and get that new truck. I want you to win. So uh, come right back with the Refresh Your Well Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Refresh Your Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. Now, Mark was just in the middle of a tax tip. And, Mark, I want to know this deduction. It applies to an SUV, too, right? I can use this same argument for a new SUV with my wife? Yes, uh, if, absolutely. And I know you're kind of more of a minivan kind of guy. But if you were going to upgrade an SUV, <laughs> okay, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, okay, so nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it, but Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. No one else, you know. Okay, so here, here's the deal. Um, this is a big topic, uh, folks. I write about this on a regular basis. It's a whole section in my book on auto deduction strategies. But let me just hit the highlight. Essentially, this 179 deduction is that you can write off 
up to $25,000 if it's a 6,000-pound vehicle, an SUV, or a short bed truck, like an F-150 crew cab, something like that. The bed is less than six feet, and you've got an SUV. Your deduction you can take right off the top is $25,000, whether you buy it new or used, and then you're going to take your fuel repairs and maintenance throughout the year, and a percentage thereof, based on your personal use, business use. Whew, that's a mouthful. But the bigger trucks and the RVs and the uh, uh, delivery trucks, uh, large vehicles, we would like to get more than $25,000 because that's what we're going to spend. Well, Congress has not extended that rule yet, but all expectations are is that they will do that before year-end, which opens the door to bonus depreciation on vehicles and equipment, and they raised it up to $500,000 at the last minute last year. And all expectations are is that Congress will do it again, but who knows? So a lot of people are going to be sitting at the dealership on you know January 30th or 31st talking their spouse into that new big truck, and uh, it's mm-hmm. a big write-off. So that's my tip. Just, yeah. you know, it's a big one. Now, now I love this tip because you gave this tip last year in a commercial with General Motors. Remember that? That was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. yeah Mark true. Kohler was on a commercial with General Motors. <laughs> you got to get that on the website up on social media to remind people. That's true. Maybe I'll see if I can find a copy of that. They they cartooned me. If anybody of you saw it, it was a cart. It was me in person, and then I jumped into this cartoon with all these GM vehicles, and I talked about the ones. I was it's pretty excited. It was kind of like my Simpsons it, opportunity. I wasn't, been a, you know. <laughs> I, thought it, I loved it. It was pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to our question of the week now, and uh, we're going to talk about last week's question and the winner. Because that related to is the tip that Mark just gave, which was, how much can you write off with the 179 deduction? And Chip Tabor emailed in with the correct answer and said 25000 for 2015. So thank you, Chip. Chip is going to win a copy of my book, The Self-Directed IRA Handbook, or Mark's book, The Tax and Legal Playbook. Um, and keep in mind, we're going to give out a new question here. Mark's going to give you the new question. And you need to write in to Matt, M-A-T, or Mark, M-A-R-K, at kqslawyers.com and the fastest response in that's the most accurate we will announce on the show next week and you will live in infamy as a winner on the refresh your wealth pop quiz yeah i love it matt great way of putting it and we are allowing <laughs> regifting since it is the christmas season if you do win our book you just knocked out an item on your gift giving list because you know why not give the gift of education and the american dream and both of our books could change someone's life. This is your chance. So if you're a winner of the book, we would love you to use it yourself or gift it during the holidays and, and change someone's someone's life. Okay, now, question of the week. This is a big one. Be ready, folks. Get by your computer if you're on your phone. You never know. Some of these answers come in a day later or the day before. So I mean, the day before. They never come in the day before. Sorry, the day after or a couple days later. Yeah. This process is our- rigged, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guy with uh, mental telepathy can uh, t- respond before you know even the show. Okay, yeah, the so guy, here's the, deal. the guy, the guy who's got the, the you know that can see the future. He's calling in with answers to the question on the Refresh Your Wealth show. That's the information he's using to benefit himself. <laughs> see, folks, that's yeah. the value of this show. <laughs> Yeah, if I could see the future, that's where I'd be is on the Refresh Your Wealth show winning my book. That's unbelievable. Sorry, Matt, that was pretty funny. Okay, now here's the question of the week. For those of you that uh, are dealing with 
the enrollment period. This is the season. Now it's holiday season, the enrollment period. And I thought, Matt, it was really kind of uh, President Obama and his administration to say, hey, why not choose a time of the year when everybody's not that busy and let's make them deal with insurance at that time? You know, so let's choose the holidays. Everybody's got extra time to burn. So that's what we're dealing with, folks, is the enrollment period during this time of year. So here's the question. When does the enrollment period end? We're already in your health insurance selection time, folks. This is a critical time. And uh, this week, I just held a webinar yesterday that you can get on my website for an hour and a half on the healthcare topic. You get, it was recorded, so get to my website, get to that webinar. Very, very powerful. Um, but we talked about choosing the right type of insurance, and you have until a specific date, and then it's too late, too sad. So, folks... When is that date? The first to respond will win a copy of Matt's book or a copy of my book. And that is our question of the week, the enrollment period deadline. There you go. Mm. That one's a doozy. Don't miss this date. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to let everybody know we did not get an answer in already. So you see the light is still green. All right. So go ahead and and write in with your answers. (laughs) I like it. That's too funny. Okay. Well, now it is our time to jump into the topic of the week. And these Roth IRAs, huge topic, of course, a major uh, topic in Matt's new book. So I'm going to let Matt, Matt, why don't you Mm -hmm. just get everybody's whistle wet here and or wet their whistle. You know, what is a Roth IRA and why, why might someone be interested in this topic to begin with? Okay. All right. Two words. Tax free. All right. <laughs> my two favorite my two favorite words in the world. Other than yeah. hot fudge. Yeah. Hot fudge. <laughs> tax free. One of those two. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tax free must be together though, because tax on its own yeah. not good. Tax free? Yeah. Good. All right. It's, oh, you know. and let me throw out another one, because I was just recently in Arkansas, pork skin. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are so good. I'm just saying. <laughs> I rediscovered. I, guess you love this, them. <laughs> yeah, I just rediscovered that special little treat at truck stops, pork skins. So good stuff. Okay, so tax free. Why are Roths so cool with tax free? Because why don't okay. I just do a regular IRA? Okay, this is the this is the key on Roth IRAs, and why they're so cool. Why we like them. Why people use them. And I'm I'm serious. Tax free. That's why. Now the cool thing about the Roth accounts, and this is a Roth IRA we're going to be talking about mostly. We're going to hit Roth 401k at, towards the end here. So. You're, if you're thinking about that, don't worry. We're going to talk about it later. I want to focus on the Roth IRA first. When you put money into a Roth IRA, you don't get a tax deduction for it. And now, a lot of people with traditional retirement plans are used to, oh, I get a tax deduction when I put money in. No, you're not getting a tax deduction with the Roth. Instead, what you get with the account is the investment returns are totally tax-free. And when you pull money out of retirement, the money comes out of retirement tax-free. And let me repeat that. We had a little technical difficulty, so I want to throw this out again. The nice thing again about the Roth is money you pay the tax on the way in, the money grows tax free, it comes out tax free, and you can and we're gonna give some other tips about contributions and when they can come out. But the average IRA is all about or the four oh one K is getting a tax deduction on the way in, but with the Roth, it's tax free growth and tax-free withdrawals, which we love. So folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after the break, and we're going to share the secrets and the strategies of the Roth IRA. See you in a minute.
All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Refresh Your Wealth Show. We're talking about Roth retirement accounts today, and as uh, we're talking about the cool thing about it, it's tax-free. It's almost as good as hot fudge, as Mark Kohler likes to say. And uh, <laughs> I want to jump into how do you set it up, and how do you actually start using a Roth IRA? Now, one of the things to think about with a Roth IRA, the first question is, how much can I put into it? Because you got to get some money into it to get it started. The first thing to know about a Roth IRA you can put $5,500 a year in per year. If you're 50 or older, you get to put an extra thousand to 6,500. Now, one of the the kind of uh, bad things, yeah, problems, I guess I would say, or restrictions on the Roth IRA, is when they first came about, Congress restricted them to high-income people. They said, no, nah, we don't want to let high-income people use these. Maybe they're too smart or they're too good with their money. I don't know what it was, and uh, I, I don't know the rationale. So they restricted it. So if you have AGI. I believe for married, it's 193000 right now, that exceeds that, you cannot contribute to a Roth in a regular manner. We're going to go over some ways to get around this because there's an end-around rule to get around this. Um, so keep in mind, if you're high income, you might be restricted to making new regular Roth contributions, but there's some ways to get around it. Yeah, and we don't want to let the single folks out of the, you know, uh, leave you out. It's 131000 if you're single. And so a lot of people find this as a troublesome because they're like, well, I want to get that seed money in there because I want to self-direct my Roth, which we'll come to in a moment. But, um, yeah, it, it, the, the limitations kind of suck. And so, Mac, you, Matt, you call it the backdoor Roth. So tell us about that. I love the way you explain that. Okay, so this is this is a pretty complex strategy. It's called the backdoor Roth IRA. Even if you Google it, you'll find some articles from you know a lot of reputable financial publications, Wall Street Journal, and such on it. You also find one from the self-directed IRA handbook website by Matt Sorensen. And um, so I, I do have an article about this. It's known as the backdoor Roth IRA. And essentially, what it is is if you exceed those income limits, so you're a high income earner under these rules. You can still do a Roth IRA. You just have to do a two-step process. You make a non-deductible IRA contribution, which you don't get a deduction for it, and you can only put in 5,500 if you're, you know, under 50, an extra thousand if you're over 50. But you can then convert non-deductible contributions into Roth. See, when I make a non-deductible contribution, I don't get a tax deduction, so I've already paid tax on that money. But the IRS allows you to convert it to Roth, anyways. And why not? It's going to be tax-free now. So it's a cool way to still use a Roth IRA if you're high income. Now, on this conversion topic, which some of you that get our weekly newsletter, and I want to encourage all of you, if you don't get the newsletter, please get to refreshyourwealth.com. You get our two free eBooks and sign up for the newsletter. Well, the newsletter two days ago highlighted a little a video that I shot on YouTube. So on my YouTube channel, I talk about the Roth conversion strategy. Now, what I like about this is it's similar to the backdoor Roth strategy, is how can we get more money into the Roth? Well, if you have an old IRA laying around or an old 401k from a prior employer that you've rolled out to an IRA, you can convert any amount you want to a Roth IRA. There's no income limits. Mitt Romney can take a $20 million IRA and convert it all to a Roth in year one if he wants to. So that's another way to get money into your Roth fast so you can start self-directing it is either do the backdoor through a non-deductible contribution or take old IRA money and do a conversion. Okay, yeah. Now, Mark always leaves this part of this, the you know that strategy for me to pick up, which is you are going to pay tax when you convert. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I love how he left that out. <laughs> Typical Kohler. He just he knew I'd pick it up and I'd say it for you because it has to be said. But he wanted to just be like, yeah, convert, Gosh. and that's cool. We want you to convert to get a little kitty of money to 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 invest in a Roth format. But just keep oh. in mind, whatever you convert, you are gonna have to pay taxes on because you got a tax deduction when you put that traditional money in. So when you convert, you got to pay taxes on it. Okay, You're welcome. So de- yeah. Okay, Debbie. Okay, Debbie Downer. Okay, so yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Matt Sorensen. Okay, so no, no, it's true. Yeah, but that's okay, folks, because he here's the cool thing about the Roth. With time value of money, you always win. Why not? We don't know what your tax rate's going to be in the future, but we can predict it now. So let's start chunking. Now, this is another strategy with the Roth IRA. Don't take this $100,000 IRA and convert it all in one year and then all of a sudden push yourself into a higher tax bracket too. This is where you can be strategic. You can say, well, I'll convert $20,000 a year for the next five years, keep myself into a lower tax bracket, pay the tax on the way in, yes, but... I can choose the amount of tax I want to pay by selecting the right tax bracket and how I get into it. It's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, Matt. Now, see, didn't that sound better? Now, I mean, that yeah. sounded a little more glass half full, but go ahead. You know, rain on my yeah. parade. <laughs> well, you know, going off of your chunking strategy there, um, I'm, I'm not one to be out chunked, but. <laughs> Here's a chunking strategy for you because right now is a good time to convert because what you can do is if you convert a little bit of sum of money now, you can get into 2015 and then convert another piece in 2016 so you can break up. Because I have a lot of clients say, I want to go buy a real estate investment soon and I need to, I want to convert it to Roth. So we say, all right, well, let's convert a little bit of money now and then convert a little bit of money on January 1st. We can break those two months into two different chunks to um, – to pay the taxes over a, a, t- a certain time period to lessen the tax burden that you'll hit in one year. Yeah. Now let's hit the deadline. The deadline, folks, is December 31st. So if you want to convert now, and here's the get out of jail free card. We're taking this to another level. Guys, you cannot turn off your phone or computer or your radio dial right now because this is only going to get better and better as this con- uh, uh, conversation continues. So as you want to do conversions, you, the deadline is December 31st. You contact your financial advisor or financial company, and you select how much you want to convert. Well, here's the cool part. Once you do your tax return in the spring and you're ready to pull the trigger and you go, oh, I can't afford this tax bill. I don't want to chunk that much. You can undo part of the conversion. So you have this get-out-of-jail-free card. Because some of you are thinking, oh, I want to do a conversion, but I don't I don't know what my tax bill is going to look like next year. That's fine. Do the conversion by December 31st, and then you can undo it later next year before the filing of your tax return. Ooh, like it. Okay. Now let me let me talk about when to convert when you Ooh. already have an existing asset you love. Sometimes we'll get clients to call us, and I'll give you an example. A client called me already in retirement age, has a real estate asset in his self-directed traditional IRA. He knows the value is going to go up in the next five years significantly. So he says to himself, you know what? I don't want to have this property appreciate big time over the next five years and then have to you know, go from 200000 to a million dollars. And then I got to distribute a million dollars from my traditional IRA and pay taxes on a million dollars. Instead... I'd rather convert it now when it's only worth 200 and now let it grow in my Roth account so when that property goes to a million, I can distribute it out totally tax-free. 
So if you have a asset in a retirement account, this could be Google stock, whatever it is, awesome investment you made with your traditional retirement account, look to convert it now at a lower value. Again, you pay tax, but it's on the lower value now. Then if it has significant appreciation, that money's going to come out totally tax-free from the retirement account. We had a lot of clients doing this when the real estate market collapsed and values significantly decreased to set valuations low and they converted to Roth. Yeah, and Matt, you're getting me hot and bothered because this is so cool because people, this is where you want to look at the value of this property. Now, you do need a third-party appraisal in the process because the IRS isn't going to let you just, you know, go on to Zillow and say, oh, here's worth this. Boom, do my, you know, uh, valuation. So you got to be a little strategic about it. But again, you have that opportunity to undo the conversion later if you want. Okay, now with our short time frame here, I want to get into the next one here. Here's the cool part. With a Roth IRA, there's no RMDs, which means required minimum distributions. So when you turn 59 and a half, or if you've had the Roth at least five years, whichever is greater, you can start pulling out money whenever you want. There's no restrictions. And why this is so cool is it plays into the inherited IRA. So if I have inherit a Roth IRA, whether I'm a spouse or a child, I can take that Roth IRA and take distributions whenever I want once I inherit it, and I can keep investing it. It's like it's like a supercharged IRA that t- goes to a whole new level when it's a Roth and you're, they die. So if you really want to leave a gift to someone, leave them an inherited Roth IRA. Oh, man, <laughs> that's the gift that keeps giving right there. Yeah, I would be happy to accept one if anybody is so you know inclined, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> My name is spelled Matthew with one T and Sorensen's S O R E N S E N. Just want to make sure you get that right so it goes to the right place. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be coming back from the break here in just a few minutes and we're going to go over Roth 401ks. I want to talk about that, Mark. And um, well, let's maybe explain this five year rule that you mentioned briefly there. That's one th- I think people need to understand is that five year rule. Um, but stay with us. We're going to come back after the break and we're going to talk about. Roth IRAs, finish off that topic, and also talk about um, the Roth 401ks as well. And I want to bring up the vacation home retirement uh, uh, home, which is way cool too. So we got some good stuff, folks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Refresh Your Wealth. We're talking about Roth strategies, the hidden strategies you may not uh, even know about or have ever heard about. We're breaking them down here. We're going to throw out three or four more that may just rock your world, help you better live the American dream. Now, Matt, you wanted to uh, hit the uh, the Roth 401k or the five-year rule. It's, you know, the floor is yours, my fine sir. <laughs> yeah, let me let me clean up on that five-year rule just so you guys briefly know what it is, and then we'll get, talk about the exciting Roth 401k. So the, what the, there's two five-year rules. The first five-year rule is in order to take tax-free distributions from a Roth IRA, you must have a Roth IRA for five years. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have all the money in the Roth IRA for five years. That just means you must have one. For five years. Once you've done that, you've passed that five-year rule. The second five-year rule is if you convert money to Roth, 
the money must be stay converted for five years before you can withdraw it tax-free. Because the IRS doesn't want you to simply avoid the, the early withdrawal penalty by moving money to Roth and then taking it out. So you have to convert it and then hold it five years before you can get it back out. So there's two five-year rules there um, that are applicable. Now, let me talk about the cool one and just introduce this, and I'll throw it back to you, Mark, on the Roth 401k. Now, I know a lot of people are sometimes come to us and say, well, crap, 5500 bucks a year. I'm under 50. That's not much money I can put in. But you can do a Roth 401k. A Roth 401k, you could potentially get up to $53,000 of Roth money per year into a Roth 401k. Well, and, and I love this because for you small business owners out there, when you set up the proper type of 401k, every year you can choose between a Roth or a traditional contribution. Let's say one year you need the write-off. You're in a higher bracket. Hey, you know what? I'll go traditional. I'll do my match for my small business. And then the next year you're like, ooh, I can afford to do a Roth and then I'll still do a match, but that's non-Roth money. Oh, but then I can convert it later. Oh my gosh. So it just it snowballs into so many cool things. And this is where this year, we're, it's a, our annual time of the year where we're setting up 401ks for clients. In fact, I need to say this, there's only one week left. If you're thinking about doing a 401k or doing a Roth contribution or 401k before year end in 2015, we are offering a special. Uh, and it ends in a week. Uh, we'll help you up until December 31st, but we knock off a couple hundred bucks so we can get you into a 401k for under a thousand bucks right away. So contact us. Sorry, a little shameless plug, Matt. I had to get it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. It's like, well, we're going to get you into a new car by December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Now, now, let me, now, let me throw out something else here because we're on a tight time frame. I want to get this out here because, and I'm going to throw it back to the master, Matt Sorensen, is that, folks, again, for those of you that aren't that are familiar with this, the cool thing about a Roth is you can self-direct it. You can invest in what you know best. So if you can get some seed money in the Roth, whether it's a conversion, a Roth 401k, or a, a backdoor IRA, a Roth IRA, whatever it is, get the money in there and start buying what you know best. And if that's stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, fine. If it's Super Bowl tickets, racehorses, and real estate, do it. Whatever makes you money, get it in your Roth and blow up your retirement. That's what's so cool about a Roth is that self-directed strategy. Yeah, and we've had clients. I mean, I some, I'm amazed. I'll talk to a client, and they'll have a 10 million plus Roth IRA or Roth 401k, oh, and I'm just like, how do you have that? And they're investing in what they know. Each one has their own little special expertise, whether it's real estate or startup company or venture capital. They each have a little expertise where they know where to make good investments, and so they're taking this Roth strategy, which is the only place you get tax-free where you get to actually keep the money. This is the only way it works in the tax code, folks, is the Roth retirement accounts. So um, we love them, and they're powerful. I love how Mark brought in self-directing. Um, but you don't have to self-direct. I mean, if you're stuck in your company's 401k plan and you're a W-2 employee, you can still do Roth. Almost 90% of company 401k plans allow you to convert to Roth or make Roth contributions. So you can still be doing Roth and investing in the you know boring stock bonds and mutual funds. Oh yeah, and oh my gosh, we still gotta run through a couple other things. What I love about the Roth too is for folks, if you're getting your kids on payroll before year end, which that's a whole other tax tip, which you guys know we love to talk about is getting your kids on payroll. Now that they have earned income in your small business, they can open up a Roth. You can invest that Roth. And then when it comes time for college, they can pull out the contributions to the Roth tax-free for college but the earnings continue to snowball for a future retirement. 
So guys, this is a strategy you can implement with your kids too to get that Roth to pay for college. Unbelievable. Just love it. Mm. Um, now, Matt, can I throw out the vacation home strategy? I just love this. Yeah, now, let me let me emphasize with that point that you just said, and I'll let you go to the vacation home. But that's a really key trick of the Roth accounts, which is a, a something you can't do with other accounts, which is any money you contribute to a Roth, you can always pull it back out tax and penalty free. The earnings on the investments, you you know, you're gonna have restrictions on until you're 59 and a half. But anything you contribute can always come back tax and penalty free. So that's it's like a savings account that you get to grow tax free, but you can pull the money back out if you need it. So like Mark said, your kids want to go to college, you set up an account for them, pull those contributions back out, let it pay for college, let the earnings keep going and stay invested. I love that. Oh, I love it too. Okay, now this little strategy is called the vacation home uh, strategy, which I love. And in a nutshell, you take your Roth, get some seed money in it. You can borrow inside your Roth IRA. You can take the IRA and buy a piece of real estate, maybe in an area where you want to live someday when you do retire. So at 59 and a half, you are ready to go move into this house, but it would normally be a prohibited transaction for you to just move into an IRA-owned property. But with a Roth IRA... When you turn 59 and a half, you can just deed the property to yourself and you're done. So it's so cool. We can talk more about that. Matt, we got to get a five-star review out there real quick. Who we got this week? We got to give him a book. Yeah, we, so got, we got a Matthew, minute left here. We got Matthew from Colorado who wrote in and gave us a five-star review on iTunes. Who knew tax and legal issues could be fun? Mark and Matt are the most knowledgeable pair we've ever met um, when it comes to tax and legal issues and building wealth. So um, thank you, Matthew in Colorado. Appreciate that. Um, now keep in mind, we need more five-star reviews. We love iTunes listeners. We've got a lot of good traction on iTunes. So it's really easy. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. It's the only reviews we accept. And if you write in, we're going to try and track you down. Let us know you gave a five-star review. We'll send you a copy of either my book or Mark's book. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Refresh Your Wealth. for listening to another hour of refreshing strategies to better live your American dream. Don't forget to get your free copy of Mark and Matt's eBooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Refresh your wealth.